Welcome back to the Raised on Rhythm podcast. I'm Nate Lewis, and it is my honor today to have Balcony Bridge on this podcast. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Nate. How, how are y'all doing today, man? I'm so stoked to get you on finally. Wonderful. I'm this getting, is very exciting. <laughs> We're still getting used to the podcast dimension. This is like a whole different experience. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yep. It's not like being on stage now. We're all radio hosts now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. ASMR. No, it's cool, <laughs> man. I mean, I remember the first time that I saw you guys, I was driving Uber around Capitol Hill, and I remember stopping by Cal Anderson Park just to take a break, you know, not, not even thinking. All of a sudden, I hear music in the background, and it's like a Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, who is playing music just randomly out here on a Sunday afternoon? I had to walk over to go see this and I walk over to buy where the fountains at in Cal Anderson park. And I just see, you know, band set up, you know, just jamming, you know, just rocking out and a sign that says, you know, Venmo at balcony bridge. And I'm like, <laughs> this is punk as fuck. This is great. <laughs> the Venmo sign was a game changer. It was huge. Going from tip tired to Venmo. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Oh, you got to figure out how to monetize some kind of way. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Venmo, Cash App, you know. Um, but but I thought that was cool. You know, you're just going out and you're just playing music. Like, what gave you the inspiration to want to just say, fuck it. Like, let's just go play, you know. We didn't have a place to practice or to play. <laughs> that was the big one, yeah. <laughs> we started out, it was just very very stripped down we yeah. had what two cubes for the guitars and then i was just playing a snare and kick and hi-hat we had to take it easy at first because yeah. we knew we were pushing well we, had, we didn't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we never see someone with a full drum kit playing out so i remember just like parceling off the drum kit to jack i was like we'll start with a hi-hat and uh snaring a kick and see how much we can get away with. And then we just started adding pieces of the kick. I, I feel like so many bands overthink this now, you know, where it's like, oh, we have to go book a show and we have to, you know, you have to try and network around, play that whole game with the venues. And it's just, it's something that's, it's such a headache, you know, these days. So in, in a world like that, there's something I find very refreshing about seeing people, whoever it is, that just say, you know, to hell with all that. We're just going to go out yeah, and play <laughs> and it see was, what happens. It was so... I don't know. Like, I never thought this would be how we ended up, I guess. But it's, it's kind of like our thing now. It, it's almost like you break new ground, too, because I feel like you break out of whatever is being marketed towards certain kinds of people, you know, for the music industry and everything like that. It's just taking it back to its roots where it's like, we're just going to go out. We're going to play. You play in front of the public park is a really interesting one to me because you just get all different kinds of people out there. It's so true. All backgrounds, you know, all walks of life. Mm -hmm. You never know. I mean, that's got to be an exciting thing, just like seeing whoever comes along. It's just seeing how they react to it, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've met, we have kind of like a team now of just like people who we've met from the park. Yeah. We have, we met our producer at the park radio. Wow. We, we met a photographer, radio. multiple photographers, and just like a whole like crew, you know, of just support for the band. And so it's been incredible just to, to meet all these people. I found you guys at the park. Too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Look at us now. <laughs> we, we knew it was you too walking up. Yeah. He hit me up and he was Sean, like, did you see Nate like, Lewis? Nate and I was like, dude, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he came, that was not our best song that day. Uh, you walk by during, we, we cut the song completely from our set list. 
and you know, and because I didn't like, I didn't want to say that because I didn't want you guys to get self-conscious or anything like that. I'm just like, <laughs> no, we dude, know. Like, you just, you <laughs> let them do their thing. You know, I didn't like, I, I love being like that sometimes where I'll just pop in and out and show or something. I don't want to say nothing to anybody. I'll just, you know, I just want to check out the music and then I'll be out, you know, or something like that. I get, I guess maybe I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with that. You know, just doing what I do on Instagram and then like going around to shows, but still just being low key with it. Like I'm not trying to, you know, um, not trying to draw attention to myself or anything. Like I'm just here. I just want to support the shows. I just want to support the music, man. I think a disguise. Yeah. A disguise. <laughs> you can put on like a big beard. Exactly. A long hair wig or something like that. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. I don't know. What's what's your experience been like though now that you're going from that, you know, you're going from playing in the park, you have that foundation, but you're doing shows in Seattle now too. I, I remember going out to your show at the Sunset Tavern, and this was on like a Monday night, you know, and I walk in and the room is packed. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, these dudes, man, you know, I, I watch them go from playing in the park and now like on a Monday <laughs> night, Monday night at Sunset Tavern, you've got that whole room hopping, man. That, that was, was a, amazing. It was a big one, I think. Yeah. I don't know. We've, we've, we released an album last spring and so we've kind of been using that to yeah. talk to more of the venues, but I don't know. Sean, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think it's that night at the Sunset really moved me. Because there's yeah. such, so much angst before you play a yeah. show. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's there at first when you're sound checking. You're just kind of waiting for people to show up. You're like, are people going to show up? It's a Monday night, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, the room filled out. And I just had this moment where I was like, wow, this is special. And I want to say as a witness to that, you had the room together too. And th- that is not easy to do. I mean, you, you know, you could put a bunch of people in a room, but if the band's not really happening, they're, they're not feeling it. Everybody just, you get a vibe, you know, where everybody's just kind of standing around like, okay, we're just kind of go, going through the motions or you know, watching our friends or something like that. But I remember being in that room and feeling that energy when I saw you guys, I was like, okay, the entire room. It's like if everybody in the room is like a needle, you know, and you all are like the thread going through the needles, just bringing the whole room together. There's an art to that, man. We we had a line check right before the show and yeah. we were sound checking the drums and I, I remember the guys were already playing. I'm sure the sound guy hated <laughs> us, but I was playing like half notes with the drums and immediately as when he said like, okay, play the whole kit, we it was already like halfway through our first song. We were just immediately into it and I think yeah, I always feel just a ball of like, excitement anxiety in my chest before a show and i think yeah just balcony bridges you just get to go and release all this energy at once and it's the coolest thing it's a feeling there's no other way to describe that you know when when you're in a room by yourself or like making videos on a phone or something versus when it's an actual moment in reality you know whether whether it's at the park or i mean even at the park i noticed like i've done busking a few times in my life like playing to like five or ten people i mean even that can be a little bit nerve-wracking when it's like total silence and then you know it's just like oh i'm gonna start playing this thing how are they gonna treat it are they gonna like it are they not gonna like it you have no idea that's its own kind of nerve-wracking too so i just had this epiphany and i think for me looking back to those early days when we had those tiny little lunchbox cube amps and we're playing at green lake or wherever there was all these moments where you just kind of had to let go and stop thinking about the people around you. You're like, do people care? Are they going to want to listen? And I always remember like once I kind of zoned out and like got lost in space with these guys, 
suddenly we'd finish a song and you hear a crowd roar and you look around and you're like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> where did you all come from? Um, and I think that was like in the way the park was a teacher in that and like learning to just let go and just play and be in the moment. And then before you know it, that's kind of like what drew people in. I noticed that once you have that and you find that, whatever venue you find it at, it could be a park, it could be an open mic night. Like for me, it was, you know, once you find that or even a venue, even just a venue that you play a lot, once you find that, you have it and you can take it with you anywhere you go. And you just go back to that feeling anywhere. It gives you like a whole different level of confidence as a live performer. I really think we found our or like juice or whatever you yeah, want to call it. But yeah. at, the the, at first we would be out there for like three, four hours in an afternoon and we'd, we'd take a half hour break and play the same set twice, just back to back. And I'm sure oh, some yeah. people were there the entire time and just <laughs> bored out of their minds. But and as we've kind of grown, we've started to just jam a lot more and we've yeah. become more confident playing with each other. And I think that's a big part of our sound is just, it's a little bit different every time. And I think that's what makes it special learning how to react with people in a situation yeah not just you know play and react with an audience too you know that's that's a fine point of live performance that i feel like it's easy to miss if all you do is just play for yourself in a room by yourself or um you know anything like that that i mean and and the audience because the audiences react different too depending on the time and you can only know how that is by going out in that particular time that you're playing. Like the best perform, uh, the best performers are just a reflection of the time period that they're going out in. What what do people respond to? What are they responding to? You know, um, Julian had a good um, analogy. I was hanging out at his apartment and we were listening to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, and he was like what he was saying is that his guitar sounded like war yeah, and that's what yeah, was going on yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, People yeah, were frustrated yeah. and there was war going on and we were listening to it. And I'm like, Holy shit, you're so right. Like that's what it sounds like. It sounds like yeah. distress. It sounds, it very much captures the time. Man, like, yeah. I'm like what you're saying. Yeah. And it's far from perfect too. Yeah. That's the thing. There's, there's lots of human flaws in there, but that's, it, it gives it the emotion, right? You know, any recording that has that, there has to be some element of emotion on there. I think we've we've had like a hard time without the audience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we, we tried to record an album and it, it was difficult to capture. I think it's a very give and take. Like you give your energy to the audience and they send it back to you. And it was just really difficult to reproduce like what we were doing in venues and at the park in like a sterile studio, like yeah. studio. Yeah. Well, you just have to hire the engineer now to come out to the park. We've, yeah, yeah. we've been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, our producer, Radio, he's been great and helped us do like Tiny Desk or KXP Live in the park. And that's yeah, what we were able yeah. to do for our album release show. And, you know, we have like videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Okay. And you listen to it and it's like, yeah, that kind of captures a little bit more of the energy, but nothing's going to come close to actually being there. So yeah. you met him playing in the park. What was that connection like? Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> we, uh, we were playing at Myrtle Edwards and, um, I remember this dude just comes running up and he has like a bicycle helmet on and this bright green, like high vis jacket. And he's shoving this camera in our face and he's like, hi, I love you. And he's just <laughs> recording us and he's just like, I love you guys and no I was introduction. like do y'all know who this is right now <laughs> and uh yeah he got some pictures and videos of us and he ended up coming out to uh we did this thing with um Slab Shack it's like a local small um music production thing 
and sorry, Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and he, he came out to that and we did like a little taping and an, an, an interview with our friend Japira. And he was like, Hey, I'll put you guys in the studio to record an album. And Jack was like, okay, cool. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Who are you, man? <laughs> so like, I definitely had a wall up and was kind of not very yeah. trusting of that, but yeah, he's pulled through for us in so many ways and has believed in us and pushed us forward. And, um, he's really helped us out a lot. And so that's how we met him. And yeah, it was through the park and we've come a long way because of his efforts. Who are some of the people in the band scene that you've met that have been really supportive or just kind of helped pulled you up on the way? La Fonda. La Fonda! Yeah. They're like our big sisters. They are. Yeah. They're so loving and supportive. And we've had some chance encounters with them at the park, which is so special yeah. to like see a familiar face and just have a moment there while you're playing. And uh, they've given us opportunities to play big shows. Like they got us in uh, the Fremont Fridays. Word. And that was huge and like one of our favorite and best shows I think that we've played. Um, and they've given us advice too um, as we move forward and try to figure things out. I'd say Martial Law Band as well. We, we've played yeah. a couple shows with them and just, again, chatted about, you know, the life. And they're very supportive and just good guys. They good do guys, a lot. Yeah. They do a lot to just bring other bands up, you know, giving them a stage or just yeah. kind of trying to point them in the right direction or something like that. I really, and I really try to support, you know, Veronica, Valerie do that a lot with their festivals. I love that personally. Anytime I can find a band in Seattle that's going above and beyond to do that to where it's not just like me, me, me all the time, but they're, you know, they're trying to actively do things to create community, you know, and, and bring up other bands in the process. Cause really, I mean, the more we have of that in the city, you know, like there are so many other things that are meant to keep us online, you know, and, and just siloed into our own worlds and anybody who can kind of, uh, break the spell of all that, you know, just to get people back together in reality again, hanging out with each other, talking with each other, you know, building community in real life. I love it. Completely. We, we've been trying to do like, we have the setup to play outside now. And so yeah. we've for a while wanted to put together We've, we've done it with one or two bands like who come and play with us in the park, but like a whole impromptu festival. That's cool. Yeah, BB Fest. Oh, there you go. Balcony Bridge, bands in the park. Something like that. That's know. an official thing, isn't it? What? That you're putting together? I think I saw a blurb about that, didn't I? No, I don't. That's, we've oh, talked that's about it for a while. We're just dreaming. <laughs> we're just dreaming. We yeah. dream out loud here. I love this. Dream yeah, out loud. That's cool. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah, if you want to play in the park. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the Nook because yeah, we love the, the Nook. Nook. Probably the best show I have played in the last year in Seattle. I played a lot of shows here, but this show that I did with Peyote Ugly at the Nook, it was absolutely. I mean, I, I can't. I'm struggling to find the words to describe how epic this was, man. Because just from start to finish, I mean. This was like the most professional venue, the most professional people I've dealt with. And they were barely even a venue technically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was, I mean, I, I can't, you know what? I can't even, I'm struggling for the words to describe it. Tell me about the Nook. We love the Nook. <laughs> we, we were playing at Red Square one day, which is on the UW campus, just doing our yeah. thing. And Sam, who manages the Nook, he approached us and asked us if we wanted to play a show sometime. And it was way bigger than anything we'd ever done before. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. we showed up and it was a great time and we got asked back and it's, it's just 
they're such great people and they're really I think the house scene it's such a like spotlight on all the talent I think what I remember feeling at that Nook show more than anything that I played was like how united everybody was in that time and how much it just felt like everybody just came there to have a good time yeah and to just lose all inhibition and just dance and party and yeah. have a good time and, and listen to music too like they were all you know everybody the whole time i felt like was was you know they were dancing out or there was crowd surfing but they were also like focused you know on the stage and and they were connecting with the music that was happening and i don't even know that they'd really heard any of the bands that were playing you know it wasn't like they came out there just because like they knew these bands already it's just like no like you could put all sorts of folks on that stage and it was just like it was a great platform that they built and that was something that i felt like i haven't really experienced that at a lot of other venues in seattle in the last year and a half so now that the nook is putting together this event which you all will be playing very soon coming up the yeah. neptune theater uh, yeah <laughs> do you want to talk about it or do you yeah. want me to <clears throat> uh, yeah go ahead yeah. it's next saturday the 7th yeah. the the nook is basically rented out neptune theater and they're gonna Whoa. throw a house show at the neptune it's gonna be incredible five awesome bands the we're, we're seattle and king youngblood is also playing from here and then some awesome touring bands and it's just it's so many people have worked so hard and it's yeah. i think a real culmination of a lot of hard work and it'll be great and you should come if you're listening i'm excited about it too because i'm so excited to see what happens when you give the nook the keys to like a legit venue right, too yeah you know because I've, I've always said for the last year and, and a lot of people i know can attest to me saying this but i've said that there are like two different kinds of people in seattle right now there's the people who own commercial leases on venues and then there's the people who know how to throw a fucking party right and they're like two different kinds of people right now you yeah. know what i mean and a lot of the ones that have the venues you know they can play host to touring bands you know and just give them a place but they don't necessarily have any clout or pull in the local scene you know beyond that so they have to like rely on the bands to do all that and i feel like you know a lot of the bands frankly get kind of burned out on that and just having to like take everything that they've worked so hard to build and bring it to these folks that don't even really know what to do with it whereas like with the nook it's the opposite you know they've built something and they've built a movement and bringing in other bands to that you know you can like put your heads together and, and essentially partner with them because oh my god like the shows that they've put together have just been like Incredible. out of this world man it's it's yeah they're awesome people and they work hard and they're dedicated and there's a clear passion for what they're doing that was the, that's the thing that comes through with the nook yeah. you know and and what i really respect about them because i consider myself somebody who's you know i'm into this stuff and i i do this whether it's you know playing drums and bands you know the podcast or show calendars anything else that i've done like i love this stuff i love doing this you know so when i meet other people that are really in this and they're out here and they're working and they're making things happen like it's day one i love being around that energy when i meet somebody who's like oh god they had their heyday like 20 years ago and they don't even really know what they're doing here anymore and they don't really want to be here i'm like i hate that i don't want to be around that <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. like, but that's what i loved about the nook and all those people you know it's just from start to finish i mean it was such an incredible experience working with them so they're making it happen yeah i mean i'm excited to do i'm excited to see what they do with the show coming up you know balcony bridge king young blood who else is on this bill you got wild party from texas okay uh, blue rain boots from utah okay. and then also sunfish from utah 
Okay. So it's cool. You know, some bands from all over the States. Yeah. They're going national with it. They're bringing people here from all over the place. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Intergalactic road trip is the The theme. theme, And we're stopping all the States. (laughs) Nice, man. And then we're launching off into space. (laughs) It's, we have a song called Neptune and, when we were just forming the band, we were jokingly like by the Neptune theater one day and we were saying, wow, wouldn't it be crazy to play Neptune at Neptune? And (laughs) it's like a year later and it's, it's unreal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is, that is absolutely amazing. So, you know, shout out to the Nook. I, I wish them the best on this show, man. It's been such a good time. Who are the other bands in Seattle you're excited about playing with right now? I mean, who are you seeing right now that's really doing things out there? Um, we played a show with Weep Wave a while back. And I remember when I first got to Seattle, uh, I was crashing at an Airbnb in, in West Seattle. And I went to Easy Street Records. Okay. And yeah. I just found a tape and it said Weep Wave. And I was trying to find some shows around town, you know, plug myself in the community. And I saw they were playing. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. I'll buy, I'll buy their tape. And then um, I didn't get to go to their show that night, but I remember I was working this tough job in like construction and every day when I was driving home, I was like, man, my day fucking sucked. So I would throw in that weep wave tape and then it was just like some hard rock and roll. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, fuck yeah, here we go, it's Friday. Um, And then, so it was cool to finally be able to play a show with them. And I actually uh, saw them right before the pandemic hit at this place called the Black Lodge, uh, which I don't think is around anymore. I want to say the Vera was taking it over, but I'm not sure because I know um, Victory Lounge was closing down. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're on the same lease or how that works. I mean, yeah, that's all up in the air right now. So, yeah. But yeah, they seem to be working hard and hustling, yeah. going on tour, doing the yeah. thing. Um, also, want to shout out Fly Honey. Fly yeah. Honey, those yeah. are my boys. <laughs> they're they're a sick trio, and they, they I, th- I, f- I feel like we relate to them a lot as far as the, I don't know, just the way we approach music, and so yeah. they they've been super fun to play with. They're just like go out, and go get it. Yeah, know, exactly. Do don't don't worry too much about. Don't overthink well, it. Well, yeah, what you're doing, just have fun. They've got the jams, dude. Yeah, yeah. like it's dancey. Uh, we played a show with them at Bad Jimmy's back in October, okay. and their first song was a jam. And I remember I was like, "Whoa!" So blown away. Like the lead guitarist, his name's Alex, and I don't know his leads and the way he was holding down the rhythm too. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And then his brother plays bass and is super talented. And yeah, they all just gel really well together. I couldn't believe it was a jam. After yeah, they were yeah. done, Alex was like, yeah. "Yeah, that was all right." I was like all right. <laughs> that was epic, dude. Um, so yeah, fly honey. They're, they're pretty dope. What's next for you guys? You know, oh, Seattle, dude, like, I want to take this band all over the world. Yeah. I just got back from, I was telling you, I just got back from Europe and yeah. there's definitely some parks in Paris that, uh, that I had my eye on. There was like this big fountain and I was like, there's nobody around anywhere, like in terms of businesses or any yeah. people we could bother. Um, so yeah, that, that's a dream of mine. We, we reinvest all of our, well, almost all of our tips into just a fund in case yeah. the cops come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as soon as we save up enough for the yeah. Paris police, we'll be right the on the Paris head. police. <laughs> yeah. Maybe at that point we'll have like a handler, you know, who, oh, yeah, who like right. knows the local scene. We'll be like, so it'll be their job to bribe the cops. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep our hands clean. 100%. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think we're all, I, I am super eager to, to travel and cause 
traveling is just so much fun, you know, it may yeah. not be for, for everybody, but experiencing new things and the way it all comes at you so fast and just appreciating the culture that you're in. If, uh, if I could do that and then give those people a show, yeah. you know, give them a party, something yeah. to remember, something yeah. to hold on to and, and really appreciate and cherish good memories. Right. Yeah. Um, that'd be a dream come true. So, um, that's, I hope one day we're, we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we want to put more music out. We've got yeah, that's true. an yeah. album and a single out. <laughs> and I think we've kind of just cracked the code on how to record our sound. And so that's something yeah. we're looking forward to. And I think also putting on more, like using our setup and our equipment to do more festival stuff like yeah. we were talking about. is just, I think it's a, a unique position we kind of have. And so trying to make the most of it and support the scene. I think this is something that, you know, I've been trying to get more people to realize because I think it's very easy to hit a ceiling in Seattle playing around and playing venues and things like that. So there is that question of like, you know, okay, you sell out the biggest venue in town. If you do it, what comes next? What's after like, or even in some ways, like what's a way to even stay relevant in the city and, and doing stuff. And I always tell that to people. It's like, that's your next step right there. You've already made it, you know, start helping other people out, put other folks on. Yeah. We actually yeah. had a moment like that. Uh, yeah. the last time we played the sunset and this band mid pack, yeah. um, that I'm a big fan of, they bring good energy and yeah. they're super fun. Um, it was our first time at the sunset and they're like, yo, how many songs left? And I was like, dude, just keep going. You know, like it's your first time at the sunset. We've already played, like just do your thing. Yeah. That's the best feeling, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. They're killing it up there too. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, when you're watching, like I know for me, like that was the feeling I had when I was watching you guys, because you know, I played the peyote ugly release there a couple nights before and we, and we had a great time. I mean, that was a great night. Oh, that was, I was there. Yeah. You know, it was amazing for us. And then to see you guys rocking it, you know, they're like, you know, the next Monday and I was just standing in the back. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember how good that felt, you know, for me. Right. You know, just like helping other people experience that. Dude, my love language man. is shared experience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I respect that. I respect that a lot, man. Well, um, anything else you want to plug? Anybody else you want to shout out before Ooh, we wrap this up? On the spot. <laughs> I definitely, our producer, Radio, it's spelled yeah. R-D-I-0. And he, yeah. he has a production company called North Node Noise. And he's fantastic. He's helped us so much. And really, like... We have a whole, like the crew, like Aaron yeah. on photography, mm -hmm. Japira has been amazing. Just so many people have really supported Bard us. Bard Rock Studios, yeah, Bard Rock. We're brilliant behind a camera, he's got a good eye. Yeah, and then of course, I'm, I'm Jack and this is Sean, but Julie oh, and, and Jacob uh, are not here right now. <laughs> yeah. And they're, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I think, Balcony Bridge is four people yeah. who come together and the music we make is better than anything we could do on our own. And so I, it's just, it's a really special thing to be a part of. And I'm super grateful. The sum is greater than its parts. Exactly. 100%. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. It's, it's that's the most it, beautiful it. thing about being in a band. She can't get from you know, anything else. It's why I keep doing it. It's why I'm sure, you know, you all do it. Like we all have a lot of fun with this and man, I just want to be able to keep doing this, man. It's a lot of fun. So thanks you guys for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best and we'll see you at the Neptune. Thank Let's you so do much. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. We did it. <laughs>